it was just super powerful to be a part of the process and to know that I had nothing to do with it. I mean, it was done and it was like, really? That's it? I mean, we're done? Like, you're healed? This is it? I just remember walking through the parking lot, getting some of my things afterwards and just being like, wow, this really works. Like, this works. Like, God, you work. Mm -hmm. And it's just ridiculous that I would have that type of surprise because I'm talking about God and of course he works. And it was just so powerful and it was so beautiful. It's amazing to know so little and to pray with somebody and for huge pivotal things to happen. It's like a miracle. Welcome to Unquenchable, where we discuss all things biblical theology, listening prayer, and Christian living. Each week, we'll share a discussion, an interview, or a story that will feed your spiritual curiosity, helping you to better understand the Bible and receive inner healing so you can grow in intimacy with Christ through prayer. This testimony comes from Jenna as she reflects back on her prayer session with Sarah the woman who's been sharing her testimony these last two episodes. This session with Sarah was the very first prayer session that Jenna and Lauren had led. If you've been listening to the last two podcasts, you know that Sarah, the woman that they prayed with, described her life up to this point as, I was at a place where I just had zero interest in actually living. Even the basic necessities of life, figuring out what I was going to eat for the day, it was just this all-consuming, painful topic. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I have to figure out what I'm going to eat. And I didn't want to do anything. Even taking a shower was difficult for me because it just seemed like it was going to be this huge, daunting task. As you listen to this episode, consider two things. First, both before and after the session, Jenna and Lauren entered into the prayer session feeling nervous, and Lauren was even feeling physically sick that day, and neither realized the depth of Sarah's struggles as they prayed with her. And even with the very little training and exposure they had, they were able to pray through things with Sarah and walk away marveling at what God did right in front of them. We've asked them to share this testimony with us today so that you might get an inside look at what it might be like to pray through things with someone and in the hopes that you too might be encouraged to take the next steps to praying through things with others. So how did you guys feel when Jen asked you to be a part of her prayer team? It was good. I was willing and wanted to have the experience. But as the time got closer, I think I started to feel a little nervous. Yeah. What about you, Lauren? I agree. I was nervous. And in fact, I remember Jen put the prayer sheets up on the mantle for me to help lead them in prayer. And I felt like every time I passed by, it was just staring at me. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know if this is wrong to think, but I remember thinking, man, I just hope they pick other people. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Because you kind of want to do it, but at the same time, it would be a relief if it didn't happen, right? Yeah, I'll be honest, I felt the same way when Jen told us that we had someone assigned to us. It was like, okay, this is really happening. I guess we're going to go in this room and I'm just going to do my best. So why do you think that happens? Why do we get so hesitant about praying through things with somebody? What would the hesitancy be there? I think for me, there's just always this hesitation of, am I going to do this appropriately? Are they going to get what they need out of the session? Are they going to experience 
what they need to experience. Is God going to show up the way that we need him to? And I think sometimes there's just this aspect of nervous anticipation of what's going to happen and not knowing is definitely nerve wracking. Yeah. But it also instills sort of a desperation for the Lord, sort of like, Lord, I need you to do this. This is all about us hearing from you. It's not about me counseling. It's not about me teaching or giving advice. It's about you showing up. And since that's what we're doing, it's all on him, especially in your earliest sessions. You're going to feel that. And I think that's an amazing dependence on the Lord that should always remain. Yeah, I do think that the nervousness is about the impending desperation because yeah. <laughs> nobody likes to feel desperate. You know, we all like to feel like we have a plan and we're going in and we know what's going to happen and everyone likes to feel capable. And so it's quite unsettling when you go into a situation and you don't feel those things. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Sarah. Yeah, so I didn't know her and I didn't know any of her story. And so when she came in, I had just kind of given her an introduction and just kind of told her, you know, with vulnerability that I had my own stuff that I was praying through Mm -hmm. and that, you know, I have very little experience and we have some training and I'm just here to lead her into a time with the Lord and, you know, hopefully we'll hear from him. And she was very open and she was familiar with some of the pray through it methods. And so that was relieving that she had some idea of what the rhythm was like, I guess, of the prayer time. Do you have anything to add to that? Well, for me, that whole morning, I just, I don't know what it was. This was before the nervousness of the prayer session, but I just felt really sick to my stomach. I just remember telling Jenna, I don't know that I can lead. And she was so kind and such a trooper and was like, oh, no, no, I can definitely lead the session. I said, okay, great. And I just remember telling Sarah, I'm so sorry that I'm kind of in this bad way in terms of feeling sick. And I said, you know, if I have to leave the session early, I just want you to know why, just so she wouldn't feel unsettled in any way. You know, all of a sudden someone's getting up and now they're gone. Interesting. Last episode, she said that in the main session with Jen, she saw this big black thing. She described it this way. Huge, black, all-consuming. And when I was asked if I could hand it to Jesus, I, I knew that I could not. It was just too early for me to try to hand that over. And something about the obstacle I wanted to hang on to She had said that she was having some trouble with forgiveness and particularly with her mom Mm -hmm. and she wanted to pray through that. And so after that, we just got right into praying together. So that was really it. She didn't talk about the black thing that she had a sense of when she was doing the devotional with Jen at all. So as things progressed, did she share the imagery that she talked about in the last podcast? Yeah, I do remember her sharing a few different moments where she had been given pictures from the Lord. One of them was she was in like a playground area or a schoolyard and there were piers. I also remember the one that she had mentioned about the beach where she wrote something in the sand and the wave took it out and that there was a new word in the sand. And then I also remember her talking about the ball and the chain and her Mm -hmm. being at the beach and Jesus being there. So I know for a lot of listeners who are not used to what we do, they're going to hear things like, 
Jesus is there on the beach and he's behind me and he's doing stuff and I'm interacting with him and waves are coming and words are changing and things like that. And I know whenever I first started hearing stories like this, I didn't know what to do with it. It was something I just didn't have a category for. But you guys now, for some reason, it seems like she shares this with you and you're okay with it. Why is that that someone says they saw Jesus maybe in their imagination and they're interacting with him and things are happening so how can you accept that? Is this something you always, from your background, could accept? Or is this something that's kind of come over time? I'll say for me, there were some people from our church who went to a conference. And when they came back, they were sharing about it. I just remember them saying that God created our minds and our ability to picture things. And we had the ability to give that up to the Lord and to let him have authority over that. And that was such a new concept for me. I was so impressed by it. And at that moment, I just prayed a prayer and I said, Lord, I just want to give you my imagination. I want you to purify it. I want you to make it holy and I want you to use it for whatever you want. And after that, I started seeing pictures when I would worship mm -hmm. and they were all different types of pictures. And mm -hmm. for the longest time, I kind of thought that I was making them up, but it wasn't until recently, maybe a year ago, I was at a conference and there was worship and I was having pictures and someone came up to me and in the middle of worship and said, can I pray for you? And I said, sure. And he just gave me some words and told me a few things. And I was shocked because they were the things that I had pictured in my mind. And for me, it was just such a powerful affirmation from Jesus that pictures that I see are from him. I don't think all the pictures that I see are from him, but I think a lot of them are, especially when I'm worshiping Jesus. Mm -hmm. How about you, Lauren? what do you think? Well, I guess my question would be, why can't God show up in that way? I don't want to box him in. And as long as whatever is coming to mind is aligning with God's word, then why can't he meet me in that way? Yeah. Well, I think for a lot of people, it's because it's outside of their experience. But if you read the Bible, you start to see people do receive things in images. And there are visions throughout scripture. And I know people will debate about, are they for today or are they not for today? And that's for another discussion. But at the same time, if we're going to be biblical, we would say, well, historically, in different eras, God has done this. And people do interact with God in these visions and these things that come to their mind, these images that come to their mind. And they record them in scripture. So this is a thing that God has historically done. And maybe in these last of the last days, as people sometimes say, maybe he would do that again. Maybe he would do it still. Yep. So with these words that you saw her writing in the sand, you said you didn't know her background but now you've listened to the last two podcasts with her in it. You start to understand a little bit more of the significance of the words that were written in the sand, you know, from unwanted mm -hmm. to miracle, and then also Lord bringing her the word joy. As you guys were working through those key words that were coming to her heart and to her mind and in the imagery, what was going on with you guys as you were watching this happen? I remember some of the times having my eyes closed and listening to her and seeing some of these same things that she's seeing. And then I also remember also just kind of feeling this desperation of, Lord, just 
please help me and help mm. her and show up and do something because mm. I'm here and I don't feel like I know what I'm doing and I'm just trying to make myself available and help guide this woman into your arms and to help her find healing from you. I also spent some time watching her body language just so I could make sure that I'm going at a good pace and sensitive to, you know, whatever she was going through and making sure she had time to spend however much time she needed with Jesus Mm -hmm. doing these exchanges. And so, yeah, those are some of the things that I spent my time doing while I was praying and trying to listen to the Holy Spirit about what questions to ask her or how to guide her in this interaction with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I've heard before people will go to prayer sessions in different places and people will kind of lead them through imagery and they'll say like, you're at a beach with Jesus and you get into a boat with Jesus and then you row out in the ocean and you dive in and you get down to there's a chest under the water. And when you open the chest in that chest is what Jesus wants to give you. And they kind of guide them through this imagery. So in this session, when you were leading Sarah through this, how much of this imagery that we talked about here with Jesus on the beach and this ankle chain and him throwing it in there and the writing in the sand and the waves and all this is going on, how much of this were you guys kind of bringing into this prayer session? None of it, except for there was this memory that I had asked her about and she knew about it. It was the one uh, where she was on the playground, Mm -hmm. I think with peers And that seemed to be one of these pivotal memories that she has where she was getting these beliefs and self-identity from. And I just had been praying that she wouldn't enter into the memory in first person, but that she would kind of stay on the outside with Jesus and see that and experience that from the outside with him. So that was the only thing I really wanted Jesus to be by her side Mm -hmm. when she was seeing those things because I didn't know anything about the memory. I didn't know what it might trigger for Mm -hmm. her. And I felt like she would feel safe next to him. Yeah. And a lot of prayer ministries, what they do intentionally is they'll ask God to take them back to that memory. And then they'll ask, where was Jesus? And they'll invite Jesus into that memory. And what we normally do is just say instead, Lord, would you give them a third person perspective on this? Would you give them your perspective on this? and help them to see it from your perspective and see it from that outside. And so instead of inviting Jesus into the memory, we're almost inviting them out of the memory to be with Jesus, seeing it from a safe place, seeing it from his perspective. And sometimes Jesus does want to enter into the memory, and he's with them there in that memory, in that room. And if Jesus wants to go there, we'll go there. But normally we wait for Jesus to show up, and then we ask him to guide them through that. So yeah, I think that's excellent. It's definitely a good thing to do in order to protect the person from that memory. So as you guys process your own thoughts, your own feelings as you went through this, was there anything that you process in hindsight to say like, well, this might have been the enemy trying to discourage in the middle of this? Or do you just kind of feel like you didn't sense an attack in any way in that? The only thing that I felt like the enemy might have been creating some resistance in was a moment where she just was really struggling giving this forgiveness to the Lord. And so I just was praying through that in those moments silently as we're working through and trying to kind of go back around to some of the other things to pray about because it seemed like at that point she wasn't ready. It just felt like, okay, well, maybe we need to go through some of these other things first to break through that resistance. 
in those moments, I was really, really especially thankful that Lauren was there as backup because, you know, I'm not by myself praying for Sarah. I have somebody that I'm praying with against this, whatever is hindering Sarah from giving this over to Jesus. Very good. So what do you guys take away from this experience? I think for me, it's just the Lord desperately wants to meet us where we're at in our pain. And he wants his people to listen. And when we call upon him in that expectancy, I just truly believe he wants to be there Mm -hmm. and to just use his people to bring them closer to him. It's the Lord driving home what he wants to say to this person and how it aligns with his word is so beautiful. It's more beautiful than I could even convey. And so my takeaway is just enter in this process with this person so the Lord can speak, not you. Do you have anything to add to that? I loved it. It was just super powerful to be a part of the process and to know that I had nothing to do with it. I mean, in some ways afterwards, she had worked through it. She had given it over to Jesus. Jesus threw the the ball and chain into the ocean and it was done. And it was like, really, that's it. I mean, we're done. Like you're, you're, you're healed. I mean, you've, this is it. And I just remember walking through the parking lot, getting some of my things later afterwards and just being like, wow, this really works. Like this works like God, you work. Mm -hmm. And it's just ridiculous that I would have that type of surprise because I'm talking about God and of course he works. But it just was amazing to see something happen in someone from the outside but you can't really see what's happening on the inside, you know, for them. You don't know any of the background. I didn't know that her mother had passed away. I didn't know that she had been depressed. I didn't know that she was in counseling. I didn't know any of this. It's amazing to know so little and to pray with somebody and for huge pivotal things to happen. It's like a miracle. And It was really awesome. And I think my favorite part of praying through it with Sarah was I'd written down the things that Jesus had said to her during the exchanges. There was like some particular things that I felt like I needed to say again to her. And I just remember specifically the phrase, you are my joy. That's what he said to her. Mm -hmm. You are my joy. And it was just so powerful and it was so beautiful. And it was amazing to just kind of sit in that and to speak it because like those were his words to her you know those were so meaningful to her and it was just amazing to be able to hear i got to hear what jesus said to her and i really value that Mm -hmm. what were your big takeaways from this experience i feel like jenna just really wrapped it up nicely i mean everything that she said is exactly truly what i felt and just when Sarah was finally able to say yes to being able to forgive her mom, let Jesus just have it all, and what God put in place of that, the special gift that he, gifts rather, that he gave her was just amazing. And like Jenna mentioned, there was so much that we didn't know, but that was the beauty of it because the things that we did come to know that she openly shared were the beautiful things that Jesus gave in place of the things we didn't even need to know to be part of that process. So I think that's one of the beautiful things about praying through it is that you're able to facilitate the session with 
a group of people or just one person, and you don't have to know all of the specifics. But at the end, just to know all the beautiful things, all of the other things are just between the Lord and that person that needs to stay private, but to enter into the joyful yeah. is so, so special. Yeah. But I feel like more and more, the more people that I pray through things with, I'm both getting more compassion, understanding where they've been hung up. You know, there's always some lie that looks to be true. And in a very twisted way, you can see experientially how it would seem to be very true. It would feel true, even if you knew it wasn't true. And then secondly, seeing the nature and character of God and seeing how gently he deals with these things. You know, yeah. he's the one who can remove that speck out of the eye without hurting that person, knowing exactly what to say in the way to say it that's going to most impact them. And I'm humbled over and over as a teacher, as a pastor, realizing like, oh man, that's, that's how shepherding is done. That's how I should do it right there. And I get to see it over and over again. And therefore, whenever I'm correcting my own children every once in a while, I think, oh man, that does not sound like the Jesus that I've been praying to and being humbled and changed as I see how he leads other people. So Anything else that you guys would want to share with those who are listening? One thing that I had been able to talk with Sarah about after we had prayed with her through those things was trying to encourage her. She's going to come up possibly with some of those feelings again, maybe next January. We form habits very easily and very quickly. Habits of interacting, habits of responding, whether that's the circumstances or people but what Jesus did for Sarah is done. Mm -hmm. He threw the ball and chain into the ocean. That's something that she's going to have to remind herself of and speak against the darkness when she feels it coming in again. She was there with him and gave it over freely and he took it and he has that power to do what he did. So I think it's important to realize that the darkness that he overcame in her is a completed work and part of us continuing to walk in victory is reminding ourselves that it's finished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you, Lauren? I think one important thing to remember is immediate change can happen for sure. And God can impart that just amazing healing that only he can do. But one of the things I, I like about Pray Through It is that you can do this in the car. You can do this at work. You might not have all the time and space for the more elaborate sessions, but the idea behind this isn't necessarily that it's just one and done. I mean, yes, you might receive that healing, but like Jenna said, when you come up against the enemy and your own thoughts, you can go to the Lord again and just pray through it. And I think that's so special. It's not you just show up every now and then. This is like a daily thing. Yeah just listening to the Lord anywhere right. <laughs> at any time. God is available and ready to, to meet people. Yeah. After a while, we start to realize, well, we can say, well, Lord, is this true? Or why is this? Or what's going on with this? And learning how to have conversation with the Lord. And that's really what we're talking about is just having a conversational relationship with the Lord that moment by moment, you can be able to have these things come up and you might say, Hey, I want to have a session with someone. But what we found often is people will say like, Hey, I need to do a session with you guys. And then by the time they schedule it by the next day, they've already started praying through it, already hearing from the Lord and the Lord's already making progress in that. So I appreciate you girls being willing to step out 
and to pray through something with someone feeling so much like, I don't know that I can do this. Please don't sign up underneath me. And then you still do it. Oh, I'm feeling sick. I don't know if I can do this. And you still do it. And then you come there with that mindset of, okay, Lord, I can't do this, but you can do this. And then he does. And then you're almost surprised and you marvel at it. And you're like, oh man, I almost feel bad for being surprised because I knew the Lord could do this. So I appreciate you guys praying through things and being willing to step out there. And the more you do that, the more you'll realize the Lord does show up whenever you do that. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for asking us, Donnie. I just am so thankful for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about you? Was there anyone who came to mind as you were listening to this podcast? Wouldn't it be so cool if they experienced what Sarah experienced? Perhaps you should share an episode of this podcast with them or maybe suggest they schedule a prayer session with us. And can you imagine what it would be like to be a part of helping folks who have been deeply struggling for years to lay down their heavy burdens and enter into the joy of Jesus as they pray through lies? Even if you're a little curious, why not head over to praythroughit.com forward slash get dash help to sign up for the next prayer session or praythroughit.com slash events for our next training. And if you think I could never do that, remember Jenna and Lauren's example. They were nervous and even sick as they came to lead the first session, but they looked to God and they walked away amazed as he worked in powerful and unspeakably beautiful ways through their prayer session with Sarah. And from what we've experienced, this is something that God is ready to do in you and through you. You already knew that, didn't you? So let's take that next step today. You'll be so glad that you did.